podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good morning, good afternoon, good dawn, good dusk, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Guerrilla Cricket South Africa Series Preview. There are many and varied podcasts you can listen to these days on Guerrilla Cricket, but this is the one especially for the four-match series that is coming up uh, starting next week. I'm Gorilla Hendo, and with me to discuss what's been going on in the cricket world, and particularly around England and South Africa, are the bear. Hello. Hello. Uh, Tony Bishop, one. Hello, hello. And all the way from a sunny South Africa, it's Mpo, your friendly sports guy. Hello. Hello, guys. How's it? Uh, well, <laughs> it's it's miserable here, as we were just saying to off air, but it uh, but thing can only get better. Surely. Now, let, let's let's have a look at this this series. I mean, for me, a South Africa series is something that I really look forward to, especially in a way one, because I always feel if England do well, it's it's a good sort of barometer of, of how England are. But England haven't been doing that well in New Zealand. But these are two teams in transition, Umpo, aren't they? I mean, how are you viewing this to just looking ahead to next week? You know, especially in, in light of what's been going on out there. Well, in light of what's been going on, it looks as though we are on a hiding to nothing. Oh, um, that's that's how the sentiment has been throughout the past couple of months, especially after India. Mm-hmm. Um, we always enjoy an English summer. Well, an well a summer where England come down mm. because uh, the, the, the obviously the Barmy Army, there's banter, and we kind of figure out where we. As you are, as you all right, you rightly mentioned, it's a, it's a yardstick as to where the team is. And England are coming down as world champions, and it would have been very, it would be very nice to, for us to stick it to the world champions. The only problem for England, I think, is that in the last week, their nemesis being Graham Smith and Mark oh. Boucher are now at the helm. And I think now there's probably going to be a very, very competitive summer and might be uh, a good one for South Africa compared to the the... the the the, the 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 sadness we were feeling about two weeks ago. Well, this uh, to me, this is all fake news, isn't it? Really, because basically, um, you've pretended to get rid of your chief executive, also suspend him. Loads of people have been resigning, and that's just been an excuse to bring two of the most obdurate people, as far as England supporters are concerned, uh, back to face us with sort of a, about a week's notice. It's a bit, it's a bit like Brexit being done very quickly, uh, isn't it? Really, um, I don't know what the bear thinks about this. Do you, do, do you feel like we've been conned a little bit by, by them getting Graham? Smith and um, Mark Boucher in? Yeah, I'm kind of hoping, actually, this time we get the wood over Graham Smith. When uh, South Africa went to uh, India, they got humped. But then everyone gets humped in India. It's just the way it goes. And as series go on, you get worse. And you, and you, you generally lose the last test worse than you lost the first one. So that's where it goes. I don't exactly know where South Africa are, but they don't sound like they're in a particularly good place. Well, you, that's what we thought. <laughs> but now they've brought in Smith and Boucher. I don't think that makes any difference to the plan. You don't think it's going to make any difference? What about you, Tony? I mean, do you not just sort of uh, break out in a cold sweat when you see the, the, the size of Graham Smith's bat and the size of his shoulders? <laughs> uh, well, I do, but uh, he's not playing. Um, you might do. You never know. I think, you know, the the interesting question for those who, of us who sit outside of South Africa but have a sort of passionate interest in its welfare is is the state of the level of, of the game beneath Test cricket. Mm. Because, you know, your Test team is founded upon the players that you bring through. And I think the issues in South Africa probably go deeper than who they can rustle up for the test team. I mean, I'm sure Mpo has more to say than that. But, but you know, yes, there is the issue of quotas. That takes some managing, doesn't it? You know, the, to, to put something right, you have to have a, a period of 
almost over addressing a problem <laughs> before it swings back and you and you achieve equilibrium obviously you look at the south african rugby side mm. and you see well look at the look at what they've just now done um but i think if you scratch away at the surface of what you see that is going to play against england and look at where are those players coming from and how many players of test caliber are being sort of forced out of the country to play elsewhere that i think is where the weakness is and you can have the best you can replace your administrative setup but it's not going to fundamentally address that that problem well let's look at that um poke and maybe you can come back mm-hmm. to us on this um we were looking at the squad announced yesterday the south africa squad i think it was yesterday and six um players who've, who've never played a test before but what struck me when i looked through it although they've got really good figures actually look at their averages and uh, you know some big scores on there mm-hmm. if, if they're their batsmen um they're all 29 and 30. Now, is this, is this sort of because there just isn't the talent coming through? Or is, why have these people been ignored up to now? Has, has South Africa batting or, or bowling been so strong uh, that these guys haven't been needed before? Is this, is this a kind of panic measure? Um, look, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's largely that. It's because we've had a period where you've had Jacques Callis, Smith, Boucher, A.B. de Villiers sitting in a settled um, South African lineup for, I don't know, five, six years. So for instance, um, as Tony speaks about the cold packs and all the guys mm. who are leaving, a lot of the guys who are leaving are guys who were injury replacements or replacements to somebody who was a, who was a mainstay in the side. For instance, Duan Olifier was in the side as mm. an injury replacement to Vernon Philander. Right. And Vernon Philander's back now, so he wasn't going to get a game. But if you look at the last um, yes, game at Centurion... Yes he, had a great, yes, he had a great tour against Pakistan. But if if Duan looked down the year, he knew that possibly against England he wouldn't play. And even with a guy like Carl Abbott, Carl Abbott's role was as the guy who replaces Dale Stane. But Dale, he as when Carl took his, his cold pack, Dale necessarily wasn't necessarily... Um, he, Carl didn't necessarily know that Dale was going to get injured again. Um, and it's about securing the financial futures of these players, and largely it's because there's not a lot of money in South African cricket. Um, and the allure of playing in the county setup for a lot more than what you get here in South Africa, and for a lot longer. Because um, the only guys who make the money in SA are the guys who actually play Test cricket for the Proteas. So um, yes. Um, and onto the onto the three guys onto the guys who were selected. Um, yes, they're journeymen, and yes, they've done an incredible job. And it's just the system recognizing the best guys who have performed throughout um, time. We've got young guys coming through the system, um, and yes, we are bleeding a lot of young guys um, coming out. But it's very hard um, from that perspective, especially because. As a 19, 20-year-old coming into a system where there's only six franchises, it's really hard for them to get a game because I think 10 or 12 of them might get a franchise, but the rest of them will probably have to go play um, in, in, the, in the lower leagues in, in, in the UK. So basically, um, what you're saying about these guys, the Peter Milans, the guys coming into the team, how are they making their living uh, when they're not playing in South Africa? Are they, are they playing league cricket in, in England? Um. Uh, they uh, look. They, they, they. As franchise players, yes, you can live a you can live an okayish life. Um, but there comes a point where you, if you're not necessarily in the system, um, and f- for you to get a call pack, you need a cap 
an international cap for South Africa. So there's a lot of guys who know they're good enough to play for South Africa who will wait and sit right. um, and wait for an opportunity um, to get that cap and then get the call pack, just like um, um, necessarily a guy like Duan who received his opportunity and then he, he got the call back. And a lot of guys, uh, David Visa, uh, Marshant Delanga, um, they also just had to wait for their cap. Whereas um, some of the guys who are who are who have British passports can go straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, but here in, in South Africa, if you, if you are just a normal franchise player, you, you earn, it's not, it's a, it's a proper living. It's not, it's not the excessive wealth that everyone else sees, you know, and sometimes you might need a, you need a, a great, you just need a, you, you essentially need a, an IPL type of contract mm. to get you over the hump and, and not necessarily worry about Going and playing in, in the UK, but sometimes you kind of have to, which is why a lot of the players during our off season go play the lower leagues in Lancashire and everywhere mm. else to try see if they can't, you know, become that overseas professional yeah. for a county side or just necessarily get a call pack once they get the call up for the protest. Yeah, I suppose also. I mean, if if you think about all these new guys coming into the team, and you're saying that if they get um, a test cap, they then sort of become um, a, a man who who could take the call pack shilling, as it were. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big worry in, in general, isn't it? Because everyone who's coming through is going, is going to take, if they can, uh, take this opportunity. It is, but uh, with uh, our man Bojo at the helm um, closing our <laughs> breakfast, um, that's going to obviously be a plus for for. For, for for South Africa, if bricks, if if the coal pack is allowed, it, it effectively is stopped um, with the whole relationship with Europe, um, that will then obviously force a lot of people to try either um, stick it out here in South Africa and and make ends make ends meet here, mm-hmm. um, or try and get a British passport and as an employee of of of, of the UK try and play a, a cricket there. So yeah, so Brexit is very important for us. Um, but with the new, with, with the, what's happening in the boardroom, there's no time to be able to fix this. That's the only problem. So, so ba- um, with so ba- all the boardroom shenanigans, you, we can't necessarily have an answer to this. So basically, what you're saying is that uh, all this talk of Russia and America being involved in the in British elections is nonsense. It's basically South Africa. Yes, South African cricket team. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. They've done, they've done a very. They're doing a very good jo- job on that. Let's, let, let's, bolt the stable door. Indeed, indeed. Let's let, let's move on. Um, the, the bears having to do some various things around around the room to make sure that we stay on air. Um, but let's let's look forward to the actual matches and and uh, and and you look at this England team. Um, we look at this England team. We're not incredibly confident about it. Uh, we've just seen it uh, struggle a little bit in New Zealand. I think it'd be fair to say, and uh, they're playing their first warm up a warm up match today. Uh, I'm going to put this to Tony in the bear first. Uh, we just had a quick look at the scores, and uh, it seemed to be a, a run of England players uh, getting a few runs, and then and then um, and then retiring. Um, now I'm wondering whether this is the best policy. Dominic Sibley retired out for 58 today. Uh, Joe Root retired out for 72. Now, Joe Root's just coming off a double hundred in a test match. Dominic Sibley hasn't got a run. Why wouldn't you let Dominic Sibley go on and get a hundred in that game if he could? Uh, well, I would have done. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's madness. And the problem is it's a two-day game, isn't it? It is. But, you know, if, if, if he can get 58 and then Joe Root's still got time to come out and get 72, don't you stay with Dominic Sibley and, and get, his, get his confidence high? I well, mean, 58 do. is not going to get you that much confidence. You might feel that the ball's coming onto the bat reasonably well. Well, it, it, it is also, don't forget, it's a two-day two game. So you've got four kind of games in total, both at the same ground. 
rather strangely. Well, well no, you get won, two you, innings, you get two innings not and in this two game, bowling. Right? Well, well no, 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 exactly. In but in two two games, you're going to get two batting innings and two bowling innings. But don't, but don't you, when someone's showing a bit of form and got a 50, don't you, and, and they haven't um, established themselves in the side, don't you get, give them the chance to go on? Yeah, you try and answer the questions that, that are open. And one of the questions that is open is, is Dominic Sibley a test quality opening batsman? Yeah. So yeah, having got himself to that score, retiring him out doesn't seem to be very logical. I'm I'm agreeing. You're, you're with it. You're <laughs> with, I'm with you. With me on that. What, what's your feeling over there, uh, Mpo? I mean, does that seem a bit, little bit odd to you? It, it doesn't. Um, this what normally happens when touring teams come down to South Africa. Even when South Africa plays overseas, um, you just need to give all your batsmen a chance to 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 to, to bat in the ninety overs that are going to be played today. Um, and so that's where the the, the apprehension comes in and allowing people to retire out, um, uh, not out. Um, uh, the other thing is that you also, obviously, because you will bat one day and you'll bowl the other for a two-day game. You also got to consider they've got the SAA game on Friday, uh-huh. um, which is a three-day game. And I think uh-huh. that's when guys will be allowed to bat for as long as possible because that's two innings each yep. um, in, in, in that three-day game. But my point would be that a man's got himself in. Don't don't you sort of allow him to ex- expand yeah. his confidence? I mean, he might go out but on Friday morning and get a first. You're playing ball. semi-professionals here. Mm. It's not a, 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 a not not to put to put any stick to or to them or disrespect them. Right. Um. But it's not. It's 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 a lot of the of the semi-professional guys. It's a step below our domestic league. It's not a domestic eleven. This. So we're talking about um, a much a much stronger team will be put out on uh, in in the game that starts on Friday. Yes, because Timber's captaining that one, and you've got Reza Hendricks. You've got a couple of guys who are going to be playing England in the next four tests um, in that side as well. And all the newbies might also might also be getting a game as well. So, do you think you think we're going to see some of these guys that have been selected for the for the Test squad? Do you think we might see them in the, in the uh, South Africa eleven on um, on Friday? Yes, yes. That South Africa A team um, has uh, Timber Bavuma. Uh, it has Reza Hendricks. As I'm trying to. I get it up for you now. Um, a lot of the a lot of the up and coming guys who are making a step up into that protest setup, looking for an opportunity, will be playing in that game. Um, it's 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 a it's an interesting one, obviously, because of the way in which it's set up. Because you've got Christmas in between, and also the fact that um, so that we the South African team is only meeting tomorrow mm. uh, to start preparing. Um, and so those are the those are the things which you you'll still get you you'll get more of a flavour of what South Africa is going to bring to England mm-hmm. um, in that um, in that in that in that in that match. So Temba Bavuma's captaining, Andre Berger, who's a great left arm seamer, uh, Tiernis de Brain's been dropped from the South African team. Yeah, he'll be playing. Um, Riza Hendricks, Peter Milan, who are the two guys in Andile Petluguayo as well. Um, and a lot of the young guys, um, um, obviously, we know all about Dane Pete, but Luto Sapamla is a really nice up and coming fast bowler. He's about 21 years old. Glinton Steenemann has been had a great start to this uh, year's domestic league. And Pite Van Bouillon, he's like 29, but the man's been averaging 50 in his entire um, domestic career, first class career. So um, those are the type of guys you'll see. Um, and it should give England a flavor as to what this new. Dawn that I'm calling here in South African of South African cricket looks like with uh, necessarily Graham Smith at the helm of everything. Yeah, um, well, I mean that's right. I mean he's got such a. I wouldn't. I want, the word I was going to use and it's probably not not right is overbearing. But you do feel as if he has got that sort of um, authority um, um, 
as as a person as well as well as a, as a player. Now you said at the beginning, oh, you know, England are coming down here as world champions, and and, and that suggests to me that perhaps you're giving England a little bit more credit than they, they deserve. I don't know what the Bear and uh, Tony think. I'm going to ask them about this England <laughs> squad that's going down. We're going to have Jimmy Anderson back. How 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 confident we do we feel that he's going to have a real role in this? Well, am I confident we won the World Cup in one day cricket? This is yes. test match cricket. Um, yep. We still don't really have a settled top order. Uh, I think a bowling looks better with Jimmy back in it. I mean, there's experience there, but uh, Joffre had a tough time in, in Kiwi land. One thing I'd like to ask is what a pitch is going to be like. I mean, they've been, they've been, I mean, I, the last test match cricket I saw in South Africa was I didn't actually watch the game. She lost to Sri Lanka, which is quite amusing, obviously. Um, but the games against India, the pitches were really spicy. And uh, are they going to remain that way for this test series? Because uh, I, I think your bowling attack is better than your batting. And I think actually England's bowling attack is better than their batting in the main. And I'd expect South Africa to go that way, in which case we could get some short tests, but it'll be fun cricket to watch. Well, we'll come back to the pitches, but Tony has something he wanted to Yeah, to well, to I, yeah, I'm, I'm... Bear was expressing huge confidence in our bowling. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned I, I think to be honest um, I think if you take the bowling unit one at a time mm. um, Jofra Archer one of the big questions that he, your challenge is set for him in New Zealand was on a you know comparatively hard wicket with a kookaburra ball mm. can you make it work in our favour and, and that is still very much an open question because frankly he didn't no. I don't think he bowled particularly badly sometimes he used his one-day skills and one-day variations to, to do some quite controlling mm. bowling. But he never really, really looked like he was in control of... of, of he wasn't on top that often. So I think he's an open question for one. One thing I would say about that is that the pitches in New Zealand were so slow. I don't they expect them to be anywhere near, anywhere near as slow in South Africa. Are we expect, what are we, what's, what, let's let, well, we might as well what's cross that? that bridge while we're, we're uh, near it. To be, uh, what, what do we expect from the pitches in South Africa uh, for this series? Especially Centurion. That's supposed to be quite bouncy, isn't it? Ooh. Oh, that's going to be so bouncy. Nice. So, so bouncy. Is it going to be quick, um, though? Is it going to be quick? <laughs> we tried to give them, give the Indians a bit of a uh, a similar spicy wickets and that nearly backed backfired in our in our in our, in, in their favor however um i think we might they might be slightly flatter all right um um just to try and l- allow our batsmen the ability to be able to put uh, pretty much a 300 plus target i think for me if south africa can put 300 in the first innings england will really have a tough time getting to uh to that total as we've seen throughout the ashes and um, in New Zealand, I think that's that's ideally what they want. However, because um, the, the pitches were spicy, largely because of Otis Gibson and and Faf Duplessis, with Otis wanting to show our fast bowling stocks uh, to the world um, and and enable that environment for Kakiso and the guys to 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 to, to win off it. However, with a team that has very good fast bowling, I don't think that'll be the best way. Um, I do think they'll still be very. There'll be a lot of bounce. Um, on all our wickets, um, I, I think PE might be the flattest one you'll get, and Cape Town mm-hmm. um, will be flatter. But it, there'll be a lot of bounce. The, your wicket keepers will be getting the ball up um, past their shoulders. Well, what about um, many wicket that's, keepers? That's normally what happens up here. <laughs> um, and the swing and the seam, there's not going to be a lot of it because uh, largely we don't get that unless if it's overcast. Right. Um, largely, it's 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 the bounce. 
the extra bounce that gets the batsman up here on the high felt especially. Um, and if you're a Vern type bowler or Jimmy Anderson type bowler, I'm just not sure how Jimmy works with a kookaburra. Mm. Um, but um, it's not going to be as prodigious as Jimmy would have wanted. It's not going to be hooping around corners um, if you guys are hoping for that. Uh, well, we well, always hope for that. But we uh, always hope. <laughs> well, well, and that, that, that was one of that. Well, whilst I, you know, I, I hear what the bear says about the, the slower wickets in New Zealand. That does still therefore remain an open question, I think, with Archer. I think if you look then at uh, Mark Wood, mm. he has the pace, but he has the fitness well, he's, he's, and consistency. He can't, he can't play till the third test, by what I heard yesterday. <laughs> you can look at uh, Ben Stokes, as a, who's in there, but he's being managed. Dodgy knee. He's yeah. being definitely managed. Um, Jimmy Anderson, well, there's a, there is a huge open fitness question on a hard, unforgiving pitch, and very much, as Mpose so rightly said, you know, there's the question around his uh, kookaburra mm. capability mm. to be alliterative. So when you when you look through that, you, you could basically, uh, uh, and if you want to talk spin, because I think Supersport Park does does take spin, certainly later in the game, um, I don't think Leach has yet to prove himself as a, a match winner. He seems to have taken on more the role of a containment bowler. Mm. So... When you when you stack up those, I would say there's fairly large questions against literally every member of that England bowling attack. Man, you're falling into the Hendo pessimism camp. Well, no, Jeez, I'm, well, I'm, I'm counselling. Um, you asked me the question. <laughs> Come on in, Tony. And the question well was, I'm, I'm feeling so. I'm already feeling miserable. I don't think I'm even going to watch it. It's going to be that awful. No, it isn't. But genuinely, the question was, you know, was I confident in the England bowling attack or firing on all cylinders? Mm. At their very best, fantastic. Mm. But I think there's massive questions about each one to be answered. New Zealand certainly didn't answer them. So I think the South Africa series, for that basis alone, don't forget as well, Centurion is a massive fortress for South Africa. I think they've won, isn't it? And Poe will tell me, but isn't it? Out of 24 tests there, haven't South Africa won 19? Wow. I mean, yes. They're jolly difficult to beat there. And that's the first first ground up. So, you know, believe me, if people are looking from the outside... And and kind of going well. South Africa is having all of these problems, and what's going on behind the scenes? And there's a flood of players out. The fact is, on their own patch, <laughs> mm. against a team that's got so much to prove, I think it's going to be. I'm with the bear. I think it's going to be interesting. It might be spicy and lively, but don't for any second assume it's going to be some kind of English walkover. Quite oh, quite the opposite. Oh, I don't think it's going to be English walkover. But you've got to remember this bowling attack is pretty much similar, very similar to the bowling attack that went out there three years ago, and we beat them two one. Uh, we did. Um, the batting is different, true. Yeah. Uh, not actually, much, you know, we've lost Alistair Cook, basically. We still yeah. had the same problem at opener with him. Um, so, isn't that much different to the team that's gone out now? I think South Africa weaker. They're trying, you know, they've got six new players in a squad. That, as Hendo says, are 29. If mm. they're 29 and they haven't broken into test cricket, that may be partly down to coal pack. But the point is they haven't broken in until they're 29, which says they're not top of the heap or never were. Well, even with coal pack, I mean, you would think coal pack's taking more people out of the system. Yeah. So uh, you would think there would be more opportunities and, and they've only make, they're only making it now. Exactly. So I mean, maybe Graham Smith knows someone. He, you know, he does have the hoodoo on us, but I, I, that smacks a bit of desperate desperate desperation to me not you know England have done it in the past don't get me wrong you know mm. and, and the squad we took out to New Zealand wasn't the greatest squad either let's be honest mm. no that's uh, true so, you know, it wasn't in the World Test Championship so we decided to give a load of people who had a really long summer a break uh, and try out a bunch of new players so. yeah I just wanted to say I, I'm wondering um, you know 
we sit here and we look we look at test match um, gra- uh, test grounds around the world and we're always quite alarmed how how empty they appear to be uh, how much interest is there in this series has what's gone on behind the scenes um in the boardroom has that turned people off cricket or has the fact that suddenly Boucher and uh, Smith are involved has that uh, re-energized it a little bit umpo so let me tell you, well, so the test in Newlands was sold out about a month ago. That's all the English um, people, so, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so when the players walk out, it'll be a pilgrim yes. of, of Barmy Army fans and the whatever South Africans could manage to get the tickets. Right. Um, but even in at Centurion, you'll have a fair crowd. Right. Um, yes, the, the fans were not necessarily happy with what was going on um, behind the scenes in the boardroom. But with the new changes that have happened over the past... 10 days, essentially, starting yeah. with the press conference last week, Saturday, um, and, and, and Graham Smith getting into work. Um, it's, it's set, it's set us up for a little bit of a glimmer of hope. I think if you look at, um, the way the fans were looking at, yes, we're in a transition period as the team itself, which is why England should beat us. But I think they'll, I, I think they'll struggle this time. Mm. Uh, largely of the reasons you've named, your, your top order is something that is making me salivate for <laughs> Kakiso on his own. Um, <laughs> uh, but the, you, you'll get the fair crowds. Everybody loves this, um, loves this um, rivalry between us. Um, the tickets have been going. For you to find a ticket, it's going, it's, it's pretty hard right now, actually. Um, and. So, so, so that from that perspective, you'll be seeing um, the best of South Africa in is terms there, of the crowds and everything else. Is there a knock-on effect it, just in sport in general? The fact that South Africa have won the Rugby World Cup does that um, energise people more in South Africa to be involved in the cricket? Yes, and largely that's one of the reasons why we had a lot of people looking into the the, the, the the stuff behind the scenes, the mess that was happening behind the scenes because of what happened with the rugby mm. and what ha- and the and the disastrous World Cup that we had in England. Mm. Um, the worst ever World Cup we've, we've we've had. And so people were asking questions. People were trying to find out because straight off the World Cup we were moving back into this directive cricket structure that you guys had. Yeah. Um and nothing was done even after the India tour and largely a month after the, Indi- or the day after the India tour, we won the world cup. Yeah. Um, and so um, those were the questions that kind of ended up stoking a lot of people's um, eye and a lot of the journalists. And once the journalists necessarily started um, opening up and allowing the fans into what was going on, um, change necessarily um, started happening. Um, and yeah, once the journalists got kicked out of stadiums, um, that's when, uh, uh, that's when the South African cricket changed for the good because I think we were going for a hiding to nothing. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the month, we didn't have a selection panel. We didn't have a director of cricket. We had an interim team director. You call it interim coach. Yeah. But we never had, and we were playing a T20 tournament, the style of the IPL and the Big Bash, obviously not that big. Mm. Um, so we weren't even focused on forward on on, on Test cricket. Um, and so now things have changed. Um, or what I can tell you now is that yes. Um, we've got problems. Yes, if I look at this team now and I'm looking at it um, on my screen, mm. they, everyone has a point to prove. Everyone's at a low point in their career. I think Fuff, in terms of his captaincy, is at a low point. Right. Timber's got questions with his uh, whether he needs to be in the team or not. Mm. Zubair Hamza is new. Aidan Markham needs to uh, needs to answer to all his critics, even though he does average 40. I think it's 48 at home. Well, if he comes back, um, I mean, if he comes back like Ben Stokes after smashing a dressing room door, he'll be doing okay, won't he? 
he, well, he he was fine already because he averaged 48 at home regardless. So it was just the away form that was the, yeah. the, the, the problem. Um, Dean Alga, he's been the mainstay with Quinton DeCock, similar to... Because if I look at the English top six, it's similar in terms of there's two guys who've been there, yeah. who've done the job, and then all the other guys are just uh, bit parts. Yes. Um, from the bowling front, I think if the one guy I know who can bring the fire into Cajiso again is Graham Smith right. um, uh, with the help of Mark Boucher. And so I think you're going to find uh, um, Cajiso is fired up. Um, obviously, the problem is the, the, the third teamer for us, who it, who it will be, will it be the, the, the extremely pacey Anuk Nokia um, or, or Bjorn Hendricks, which is similar to what I think uh, uh, Joffre is. Joffre is going to enjoy boiling here. I think his pace will cause a lot of problems for us. Mm. Um, this is the one place in the world where if you can push it up to about 150 kilometers per hour, uh, you'll get wickets. Um, and so uh, we're worried about Jofra on our side. But as Mark Barcher said on Saturday, beware the wounded buffalo in Africa. Oh, and I am. Literally, that's what we are. Uh, right I, now, I, I, I saw buffaloes. that yesterday. And uh, yeah, you, you don't want to get a buffalo in a corner because uh, once that happens, you're in a, you're in a deep um, trouble. Well, actually, one of the things then that makes this series, I think, quite mouthwatering mm. is that you've got two sides. Both have massive things to prove. Yeah. We've already run through my view of certainly of the the uh, the, the the English um, bowling attack. I mean, you're talking about the top order, Sibley. Um, yeah, he retired today on 58, I think. Yeah. Um, noticeably, he faced 200 balls and was in for about 150 minutes. So, was he really? I think so, he spent a bit so of time. So they do there. talk about time in the middle yeah, as well. That's fair enough then. Okay, so as soon as, you, as soon as mm. I saw you look on your face when yeah. you went, what's he talking about? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But I, So I did have a quick look, and I, he was certainly getting time in the middle. But he's got to prove... Test match quality. Well, I think isn't this why they've taken Zach Crawley? I mean, I saw I saw um, a piece. I think it was Atters wrote in the Times a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago that um, he would be surprised if they took Crawley, even though they took him to New Zealand, because they thought he thought that he would be better served going to Australia with the Lions, because yeah. um, you know down the road there's another Ashes coming coming along. Um, but I think they're still so uncertain about Sibley that, that Crawley is there as a, as a backup. He's effect. on 22 at the moment, just as I looked down oh, right. at the, the scorecard, just to give you a, a right up to the second, Way. right up to the second uh, update. Yeah, no, I, I think that's true. I mean, England's uh, points to prove for different reasons. Mm. You know, from a South African perspective, and Empower has beautifully, eloquently sort of given us a full background on it, it's very much about you know, the shifting sands of, 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 of change in the game as a whole and, and how they've got to come through that. Um, from an England perspective, it, it's simply just getting the right mix of players to prove to prove that they can effectively do it. And for them, don't forget, this series is a, a dress rehearsal for, what they, for, for, for Australia. Remember, everything in Test cricket for England, it, I think almost forget the World Test Championship. What is the challenge? And the challenge for Joe Root is... Be the captain that wins the Ashes down under. That's your goal to focus on. In the same way as Owen Morgan was thrown the mantle to say, win us the World Cup, they're taking the same approach. And now they very single-mindedly, it's, it's noticeable when you look at the squad selections, mm. that um, if you're going to shift players around and change, people are being rested for those ODIs. They've got, of course, they're looking at the World T20s. Then, of course, they're looking at the test matches. Out of three formats that will be played in South Africa, the one that will be sacrificed slightly I think in terms of preparation, selection, everything else, it is the ODIs. Mm. England, make no mistake, I think, see South Africa as the dress rehearsal for Australia. It's the Kookaburra, it's hard wickets, it's fast, fast 
pacey bowling. Oh, that's it. I think they always see uh, South Africa as the most similar conditions yeah. to Australia. However, as we noticed last time when we went to the Ashes, there were fucking four drop-in pitches that were, weren't as hard and bouncy as everyone thought they were going to be. Melbourne was turgid. Mm. Uh, and actually, South Africa offer more sporting wickets, so it's not necessarily that. Uh, and therefore, I think pace and bounce have more effect in South Africa as you can get wickets through them. Was actually, we found in Australia... Uh, you have to be bloody quick to get get wickets out of pace and bounce because the wickets were slow and it, it seems to be a, a problem world over unless you have the duke ball like we do here which offers swing which is mm. something different um, which gives us a massive advantage over everyone else um, these problems persist everywhere in the world is this not time though I mean we talked about Australia I mean this is getting off the uh, off the um the, the series that's coming up, but uh, we talked about Australia using the Duke's ball in their domestic cricket um, before coming over here. Um, is there a case for us using the Kookaburra in, in the early part of the county season, especially when those pitches are spicy? It's been made, I think. That case has been made by the ECB, and I believe it's under consideration. Right. I think it should be under consideration, but I think the pitches would be so different. that well, I would don't know how different? much you'd learn from it, really. Yeah. I mean, you might learn how to get it to do something in the air for example but you're never going to get it to scuff up in bloody May so you can reverse well, swing I was going to say it might, might, it might stop the light I mean I know he's not playing anymore it might stop the likes of Jesse Ryder getting six for 30 or something yeah, like that well, in it might well do, yeah. uh, so I, I, can, I can understand that being um, a, a useful idea well it's interesting um, Poe you talk about um, Joffre Archer but in, in, in general terms is, is there any sort of um, sense in South Africa that, that uh, um, this World Test Championship has any um, interest at all. I mean, I was looking at the table the other day. India is what have won seven out of seven. Uh, England are fifth. And although it may not um, have an effect at the moment, when we get down to sort of the final, and the final is going to be in England, isn't it? As far as I as far as I know, yeah. um, from an England perspective, I think we're going to be pretty cheesed off if we're not in the final. I mean, what about <laughs> South Africa? Does South Africa, is South Africa, putting any store on the World Test Championship? Um, well, the well, head coach Bonkbacha on Saturday said his goal is the World Test Championship. Right. Okay. Um, so we're going to give it a right royal try. Yeah. Um, not sure how how we will stack up as we go through, um, but obviously we starting with probably our two toughest teams. Yeah. Um, yes, we do play Australia later on, but I think our team will be a lot more settled to go into Australia, and I'd, the two best guys you want to travel to Australia with um, will be either head coach or director of cricket at that time. So. Not worried about them, mm-hmm. um, but the the inclination from Mark to say we're going for the Test Championship, which means that we'll be competitive. A lot of people thought this Test series would be if we lost this Test series, everyone had said no. But we're rebuilding. We've had so many corporate issues, mm. so we expected to lose. But I think now he set out the stall to say no. We're actually going to try and compete, and we do need we do need points on the board. It's not nice looking at that table, and there's nothing there. Um, it's it's going to be tough, I think, from a South African perspective, to try and usurp the top two, I think, being right now, I think Australia's number two and South Africa's, and India's number one. Yeah. I think that's that's obviously going to be, I think we, we essentially lost the test, the, the test Championship final right in that first Test Series against India. Yeah. We needed to get something. Um, but look, it's it's everyone's not caring about that because right now you've got England at our shores. That's what people always grew mm. up mm. following um, as to who do we have at our shores. Not necessarily there's this bigger thing at play. Largely, it'll just be for the team's backroom staff to just make sure that the fourth test, if it's a, already a 3-0 loss, that the fourth test actually means something yeah. rather than nothing. Well, well, that's why I think Centurion is going to be such an interesting place to start because... 
South Africa are so strong there. It'd be a real barometer. Bears, right. Yes, England may have won 2 1 last time, but the one they lost was at Centurion, where they got thumped, I think, by yeah. about 280 runs. So yes, and it, you it's started a tough in old Durban, start. where you won. Yeah. And South Africa doesn't, doesn't, never, hasn't won in Durban in years. So, to, to use an, an old English TV um, analogy, you're playing a joker early by, by, yeah, in a way, by yeah. playing at your best, uh, your best ground right at the beginning to, to, to provide the sort of the. The ultimate challenge. England thought they were doing that, by the way, against Australia by, by starting at Edgbaston. Uh, it didn't work for us. <laughs> but, well, it's not worked for Australia in uh, Brisbane. But it works, it? For, it works for the Aussies in, in Brisbane. The other question I think it would be quite interesting and interesting to hear what we all say about it. I would love to look Ashley Giles or any member of the UCB in the eye and say, right, for Christmas right now, mm. I can give you one of two things. You can either make the World Test Finals... Mm-hmm but you're going to lose the Ashes to Australia, or you're going to win the Ashes in Australia, but you ain't going to make that final. I think I know what the answer is. Uh, ashes every day. Thank you. There's one vote. What about you, Henry? Well, I think, I think it's, it's, it's one of those um, with regard to what we had this summer with uh, would you rather win the Ashes or would you rather win the World Cup? Well, of course, when the World Cup came along, you want to win the World Cup. Yep. As soon as the World Cup's over, you've won that. You desperately want to win the Ashes as a fan. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can necessarily separate them. And I think, if you, I, think the thing, I think the thing is, though, if you have a, test, a test, World Test Championship final in England... English supporters will go and see it, whoever is in it. Well, and, that's the, and that's the difference, perhaps, uh, with, with if it was staged in other countries. Well, I think, uh, well, the thing is, we've got such good diaspora here. I mean, India probably going to get there because they're playing loads of tests at home. Well, it's, it's looking uh, like it's going to be India, Australia, isn't it? I mean, well, already. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I'd something incredible. Uh, Australia to... thump India at home. Uh, yeah, but what about in, in England? Yeah. yeah well, no, but they've both got a good team. Well, that's true. Uh, so, uh, what, two sides who have massive, maximised the value of their home advantage. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and I'm not saying England don't, because we talked about the Duke ball, yeah. the early season movement, all that kind of stuff, but we've been a little bit more fallible than perhaps those two have at home. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to hear what Mpo thinks. I know he's, he's a step removed from uh, the interest in answering the question, but actually you didn't answer it, Hendy. What was the answer? Which My, would they prefer? Uh, <laughs> Which well, would you prefer? I, I suppose an Ashes win away from home, but then if you've got a World Test Championship and, and you publicise it and market it properly and England are in it, then I think after what's happened with regards to Ben Stokes winning Sports Personality of the Year here, the fact that cricket's um, even if it's not on free-to-air television, it's had some exposure recently in the last, you know, because a lot of people watch that program. Um, so, so I think you know, people, if you can, if you can convince people that it's a one-off game yeah. uh, which England need to win and they need support, I think, I think lots of people would get behind that. Yeah, but the thing is, world test, it's only one test, isn't it? It is, but you see, that, that's that's what I think would. Uh, draw in the people who m- might not necessarily be that interested yeah, in test cricket as a whole and the whole series. You're just seeing a bigger anyway. picture. Yeah, I think there is a big picture. And also, picture you, the other thing is you've got to realise that the Ashes is overnight in Australia and a lot of the time it's not on free-to-air or it's not on free-to-air full stop. Mm. And so a lot of people who, who, who are fringe or just on the periphery of interest, are, are not going to be that bothered. Don't care about them. Well, we don't care about them. No, we do, we do, because we want big, uh, we want big um, figures. Figures, yeah. Uh, fi- one final thing, Mpo. Um, uh, extraordinary news coming out of South Africa was the, the notion that AB, ABD yeah. may be brushing off his jingle and getting ready to come back um, for South Africa. Now, I got very excited when I saw this because I thought they were talking about the test team. Uh, it's, they're not actually talking about the test team, are they? They're talking about the World T20. <laughs> yes, they are. 
Um, and that's what you expected from necessarily having Graham Smith as a director of cricket. Mm. Um, AB just finished on Zanzi Super League yesterday. Yeah. Um, his team lost, but he scored 51. And it's, whenever he scores, any score above 50, it's always entertaining. And isn't, ba- um, isn't Boucher involved in the coaching of that side? If Boucher wasn't, yes, which was a problem because the team yesterday lacked no adaptability. Ah. They just on the slowest pitch in South Africa, they decided to just keep allowing their seamers to steam in and bowl as quickly as possible. And that's why necessarily they lost. Right. Um, which, yeah, we don't want that type of adapt. We don't want that type of thinking right. when England come down. Yeah. But look, A.B. de Villiers is, is always going to be a polarizing figure in South Africa, especially of the way in which he left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think as the way in which Graham Smith, Mark Bouch have said, once the old regime necessarily in the um, in the in the in the board level left, it made it a lot easier for people to come back in, and so I wouldn't even be surprised if a one Jacques Callas comes in as a batting consultant over oh, the next right. couple of days. Okay. Um, or even a one AB de Villiers coming in as a fielding consultant or just to talk to the guys. But look, AB's fit enough. He's he's been playing. T20s around the world. He averages like 50 in T20 competition around across those things. It was a crazy stat I saw today. Um, look, he'd he'd it'd be a regressive step, but it looks as though Graham and Mark are here to take trophies. That's what they want to do. They don't care about necessarily rebuilding as such. They'll rebuild along the way with new guys coming in, but it's the old South African hard cricket mentality of we are firstly have to be you need to be proteas ready mm-hmm. um and then on top of that we play hard cricket we play clever cricket and we just boss people with um our weapons um be it whether with a bat or ball and one of the most incredible weapons we have is ab de Villiers with the bat well um, and so it's easy uh, all I'm going to say is please don't boss us because we're depressed enough as it is. We've just had an election. <laughs> um, anyway, fine. We should wrap this up, I think. Um, we've, we've covered most of the things we need to. We need to. Um, just, I suppose, we need to go around the room and say what we think is going to be the outcome of this wonderful four-match series in the World Test Championship. Um, Umpo, how do you see it going? I want, I want a figure. A figure? A figure. I want a result. I want a result from you. Um, four Test okay. matches. Go for it. Come on. Come four on. Test match series. Yep. Yep. One will be... One will be a draw. So I like draws. Um, I think 2-1 to the home side. Ooh, confidence in your and boys. And I'll, you, I'll give you the tests in which we will we'll get. Oh, yes. I think yeah. we'll win the two in the Highfelt being uh, Pretoria and Johannesburg. Yeah, that's because we can't uh, breathe up be, there. No, we can't, we need flipping oxygen masks up there. That's not fair. <laughs> and 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 you'll and you'll draw the one in Cape Town, but you'll win the one in PE right. um, with your spinner that is Jack Leach. Oh, okay, that's an interesting one. Right. Um, yes. Bear, what do you reckon? I'm going two one for us. Of course you are, because uh, you are the man who is the most optimistic man in the world. Absolutely. Uh, and Tony B, what do you reckon? Um, two sides with a point to prove. Um, I'm with Mpo. I think uh, South Africa will win at Centurion. I'm going. One all with two draws, and I'm agreeing that Cape Town will be one of the draws. Okay, and I'm going to go for nil-nil. 
Um, I think no one's going to win anything. Um, it's going to be an absolute disaster. Who's parking no the bus? No one will ever watch cricket again. Um, oh, well, no, actually. I think I think it might be two all. I've got a two all going on in my head. Um, so I think that's possible. So we, we, I think we've got all results that that are possible there. Um, all it remains for me is to say thank you, Mpo, for, for giving us your time. Um, I don't know what you do with your time otherwise, but um, I'm sure it's very valuable. What do you do with your time when you're not talking to us? I am uh, I'm a banker. So... He's a banker! Oh, that's right. I remember now. Um, <laughs> thanks very much for being with us today. Um, I should say to people listening to this um, podcast that we will be on air at 7.50 a.m. GMT on Boxing Day, 26th of December, to bring you the very first balls from Centurion, South Africa versus England. Uh, so thanks to Umpo, thanks to the Bear, thanks to Tony Bishop 1, and uh, we will speak to you um, in the not-too-distant future. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.